my purpose for today is uh, to talk about GAP, but most importantly, I just want to be able to worship and to fellowship. I want to encourage you a little bit with uh, the story of my journey, and I also want to challenge you a little bit to think of uh, a GAP year as a possible next step for either your family or students or people in education. I am not an educator. Uh, I am a physician. Uh, I'm a family practice physician, um, and I am uh, the a wife and the mother of four kids. Um, but I started on a journey uh, several years ago. Actually, we went, my husband and parents, went on a Journeys of Paul tour, uh, and we were on the ship with uh, three men, uh, Tommy Nelson, I don't know if anybody knows any of these names, Tony Evans, and Charles Stoppus. These three people knew their Bible like, like I couldn't believe. I was blown away by the way they knew their Bible. And my husband and I said, we want to know our Bible like that. And so we figured out that the common denominator is that they went to Dallas Theological Seminary. So my husband and I enrolled in Dallas Theological Seminary online, ended up getting a master's in biblical and theological studies online while having babies and practicing medicine. Um, so we finished that. We did it just because we wanted to know our Bible. But over the past few years, our heart has been increasingly burdened for the youth of our society and of our nation. And our hearts are really about discipleship. And so we started feeling a call to something different. Um, and we were on an airplane on the way to Florida a couple years ago, listening to a sermon by Tommy Nelson describing a gap year program that his church was starting in Denton, Texas. And my husband handed me the phone and said, you need to listen to this right now. And I listened to it, and that started the journey of us uh, stepping back. We still practice medicine to support ourselves, but we practice part-time, and then we started gap year. Um, and we do that the other part of our time. So um, that's kind of my backstory, um, how I got to GAP, and we'll talk about it a little bit more. So what is a GAP year? A GAP year is um, really in Europe, in many nations, very, very common. Um, it is not as common here, but it is becoming more common. It is traditionally a year taken between high school and college. Oftentimes, sometimes it's just, I'm going to go find myself, I'm going to travel the world, I'm going to backpack around. But there have been increasingly programs that are being started that are very intentional about what can we use this year for. And so sometimes you'll hear it called a bridge year or a link year or a gap year. But the basic thing is it is a year between, generally, between high school and so I wanted to take a few minutes and just kind of think through what might be the benefits and what might be the challenges for gap year. So let's just kind of brainstorm together. Uh, and Ben has joined us. He is also part of the Gap Year program, so he can also be one of our experts here today. Um, so let's just 
maturity. I was not very great in my freshman year academically, though I was a strong student in high school. What kind of maturity would you say? Independence. Step away from pressure. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. A break you go straight into the rigors of college and just not able to continue with that. Yeah. What else? Make money. <laughs> money? Make money. Oh, to make money. Make money. Okay. Or say or spend less of it. Spend <laughs> okay, I was gonna say a lot of times people say, well, you know, money sometimes can be thought of as a negative, like, you know, but I gotta get to college and I gotta start that thing. But you're actually saying you could build up that reserve. You could build up reserve, you could make some money, you could what's another way you might actually save money? I can tell you're well, gonna I, speak. Yeah, I I think yes, because <clears throat> if they go and get into college debt in a program that they they don't end up liking or enjoying and then they go a different direction and it takes them another year, they've, they've just spent 40, 50 grand Absolutely. that way. Yeah, I mean, people change majors up to three times. 60% of people don't finish the college that they started in six years. And so, yes, I mean, sometimes slowing down and figuring out, A, do you really want to go to college? B, what are you really going to study when you do go to college? Um, actually, financially, can be a benefit. So sometimes initially people think, oh, I've got to go. Um, what other benefits might? Uh, I was just going to say, like, re to reiterate that it was that time to focus on what they wanted to do. Yeah. Or, or versus running into something they don't want. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I think they earn responsibility mm -hmm. because being out on the and on your Where are you going to college? 
You know, and so yeah, it's this feeling of I have to go, if I'm gonna be successful, I have to go to college. Which maybe they will go to college, but maybe not. But then maybe they don't know what they want to do when they get there. Um, so yeah. What are some other maybe challenges to a gap year? Well, if they're like a scholarship plan. Yeah. Sometimes delayed yep. entrance to college. Yes. I have found in myself the biggest challenge is that. It's scholarship money and it's deferred entry. So if somebody wants to go right away, some schools will defer and some schools won't. Some schools will say, well, you can write a letter and maybe we'll defer you, but they won't guarantee it. Some will give, defer you for a semester, some won't. So. That can be a challenge to figure out how to navigate that. Mm -hmm. Just a question about that. You would be enrolled in college or accepted by regular Some schools, yeah. So my, my son just uh, entered his freshman year at University of Kentucky, and he was also applying to a gap year, and he was trying to decide what to do. And so as he applied to every school, he would ask that question. If I get accepted, but I decide to do a gap year, can I defer? my entrance. And he got varying responses. So some say, yes, you can defer for such and such reason. Some will say, well, we put it before this deferment committee. We can't guarantee you. You can try. Um, so yeah, that, you, some, that is an option that's out there. You kind of have to know your school and have had those conversations. You have students that, are, that decide they want to do the gap year wait to apply until yes. they're in their gap year? Yes. And how do colleges respond to that? Bring colleges, yeah, colleges, that is no problem. They don't care when you apply, if they go through the same. And when we talk to them about, like, different they say, or you can just reapply. I mean, you'll have the same stuff, you know, likely. I mean, it'll be a different pool. We don't know what the pool is next year, but you are the same as you are this year or as you will be next year. So yeah, in our GAP program, we kind of have tracks where it's a vocational track or an education track, and we, we make sure that wherever they think, and they can move if they decide, well, I think I'm going here, but I'm going here. But we make very targeted, like, okay, if you're in the, you're wanting to go to college, have you done this, have you done this, have you done that? So yes, you can apply next year. Any other challenges that you see about GAP year? Or? Well, some of the responsibility can be a challenge to sure. students that have Sure. They may fail in that. They may not do well uh, given that kind of depending on and then depending on how much freedom they're given in their gap year or not given, I mean I think uh, it could be a struggle for them. Yeah. Yeah. What about like loss of learning? Mm. Sure, you're, like especially like, I'm like your like calculus math, math or science, your right, where that stuff yeah. is kind of built on. Sure, to your, take a year off. Your Spanish maybe. ability to talk, you know, you take a year off and yep, yeah. I think I think the the stuff that goes into college tends to be the biggest challenge. That kind of yeah, lots of learning. I was gonna say like friends and social dynamics. Like my daughter says, all of these kids are now yes. having these college experiences. Just not there for them. I'm concerned about like, who are you running with, what are your sure. Are sure. you know, whatever you've got going Sure. That's a program that can be wonderful, but it's self directed. Right. You know. Right. 
Yeah, I think that would be very dependent on what kind of gap, you know, did she take a specific gap year program that has some of that built in? Um, because I think in certain gap years, especially Christian gap years, community is actually one of the amazing benefits. You know, week two, uh, we had a guy come to us and say, I have some sin I need to confess. Confess to us. And said, you know, I have confessed this before and everybody has just said, I will pray for you. But nobody has walked with me through this. And for the first time, he was experiencing community in such a sense that he could be walked through with that. You know, and learning from each other in this kind of community that they aren't going to experience in many places, you know. So it can be an amazing benefit if the right opportunity and I think that also becomes a challenge to uh, negative term of forced intimacy. Uh, sure. These are these are people that put together and not like our choice. Sure. <coughs>
decrease in, in social skills yep. and having conversation and making eye contact. Sure. And stuff. They would class specifically for that. Right, that you wouldn't have had to have it before, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a higher focus on, on grades than when I started mm -hmm. teaching. Mm -hmm. There's so much money and acceptance tied to it that mm -hmm. kids that never can care about it. Mm -hmm. and, and it's, it, that teacher, it's a better culture um, than 10 kids who know they're going to steal kids and care less than you. Um, but at the same time, that it, there's just more pressure. There's pressure. As a doctor, I see a lot of abuse of you know stimulants and things just to stay up to be able to study to get that good grade so they can get that ACT score. And then those scores are publicized, you know. On Facebook, what so and so got on this score or that score. Or, yeah, I mean, the pressures are huge. A lot of comparison. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you look at Instagram and uh, TikTok, whatever, even just likes, that. And, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Any other big things you would say? This is, this is uh, I think today's students have the same capacity that they've always had. I don't think they've had the same opportunity mm -hmm. to, to uh, take responsibility. Mm -hmm. Because sure. a, a lot of times that stuff is done for them. Yeah. Yeah. Well-intended parents. Yeah. But, but, I mean, think back, like, we could go out and play in the neighborhood. Right. A lot of parents don't let their kids go out and play sure. because they're going to get hit by a car or they're scared that strangers are going to... Right. And, and so all of a sudden we're where kids, even 10 years ago, yeah. could gain responsibility in those things. Yeah. These kids haven't been given that right. opportunity. They haven't even been given the much opportunity to fail, right? To, to fail. figure out how to fail and to do that well and to persevere. Uh, a lot of hardship is often taken away, so they haven't figured out how to suffer well necessarily. I mean, yeah, I agree. I think they have the same capacity. But, you know, little things, like, I mean, when we grew up, the telephone rang and answered it. Right? <laughs> now, you, it's up to you. You can decide when you want to, you know. So yeah, a lot of changes have happened. What about changes in today's universities, or a larger sense, today's culture? I mean, we're sending, so the basic thing is, who are the people that we have, and where are we sending them to? So we have different people and leaving high school, and a different world that we're sending them to. How is the world that we're sending them to different than it was a decade ago? Some of those universities are just so much bigger. Um, larger groups and ideologies have changed, and professors share their ideologies
exactly. The ideology has, has changed in the public discourse where they're going to be. Yeah, I think the key word that you said is all of you, right? We are having, it was, not, probably not a decade ago, but has been increasingly that in general, there was a general Christian worldview of some sorts. Now, there may be nuns, but they are a religion. It's just a, it's a religion of self or a religion of what, whatever, whatever ideology. It's a worldview. There are multiple competing worldviews, and everybody's worldview is out to <coughs> almost destroy the Christian worldview, or to compete with the Christian worldview. Uh, and the way I kind of think of it is, I liken it to um, the parable of the sower. The one on whom seed was sown on the rocky places, this is a man who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy, yet he has no firm root in himself. But it's only temporary when affliction or persecution arises because of the word immediately falls away. And I just feel like today's soil is so rocky. There's so much competing for the minds of our youth. And although they have roots, they need even stronger roots or they're going to be pulled away. Right? We need a Christian home a Christian school, a youth group, but we may need, that's why my case is, now more than ever, a gap here makes sense. Because many, how many, even in, you know, we've been so intentional with our kids, but I still think they all need a gap here. You know, and they've been grown up in a Christian home where we have discipled them and we have done, but they're going out to a world that is going to try to destroy that faith. And if they are not rooted and established in are in Christ and what they believe and why they believe it and they can communicate it, it is going to be hard. And so that's why our passion for Gap Year has started because we want people to know who they are and what they believe, that they can be lights to their community, that they can uh, be rooted and established. Um, so this is another verse that I just really connect to when I think about the gap year. Therefore, and the therefore in this First Peter passage has to do with salvation. So salvation is there. Therefore, prepare your minds for action. Keep sober in spirit. Fix your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you in the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the former lusts which were yours in your ignorance, but like the Holy One who called you, be holy yourselves in all your behavior. So if you look at the commands in there, prepare your minds for action, keep sober in spirit, fix your hope completely, and be holy. And that's kind of our goal when we are taking these students, is that's what we want to be able to do. We want to prepare their minds for action. We want to get them sober in spirit. We want to get their their fixed on Jesus and their, the grace that's there, and we want them to be holy in their behavior. Um, and so that's kind of one of the verses that we really use when we talk to our guests. So just a few statistics. There's not a lot of statistics out there. There are some studies that are kind of ongoing and some people in the gap year, but if people had intended to go to college, 90% of those who take a gap year will still go to college. So some people get worried, oh my gosh, if I let my kids take a gap year, they're not going to end up at college. But 90% of those that intended to do go, maybe the other 10% shouldn't have gone in the first place, who knows. But um, they do, they outperform academically uh, between 0.1 and 
um, their grade point averages improved once they get to college. They're more likely to actually complete college. Like I said, 60%, only 60% complete in six years, and a gap year student. In fact, Wheaton has a gap year program, and they have seen such a difference in it that they are really encouraging because they see that the kids that come out of the gap year are much more likely to stay in the same major, get a better grade point average, and finish. Um, and in general, they tend to be, have motivation and interest to study renewed. You know, like you said, taking a break. Sometimes they need that break and then they're motivated and they're ready to study again. Um, and they tend to be more mature, self-reliant, and independent. So those are kind of just some of the things we're starting to learn about gap year programs. So these are a few of the gap years that I know of in kind of our area. Um, and I can get you any of these. Link here is um, most, a lot of gap years are connected to ca uh, camp ministries. So Link here is connected to Canica. Um, the Grace Adventures uh, one, Ascent, is um, that sitting here, so it's connected to their camp ministry. Vanguard is the one that's connected to Wheaton and it's connected to their camp Honey Rock. Um, Denton Bible is the one that we um, were, got connected to initially, and then ours is the the Midwest Gap, and I won't show you that detail. So uh, this is, so what happened, our story, like I said, is we were on uh, a, a plane, and we heard Tommy Nelson from Denton Bible Church talking about the fact that their church was going to start a gap year program, that, um, and we were just kind of blown away by it. So we started having conversations, my husband and I, we called up Drew Anderson, who runs their gap year program. We said, we just want to pick your ear. So we flew out there and we talked to him about it. And we were going to kind of just start it on our own. We were just going to, like, put it around up. And in conversations, Drew said to us, well, do you want to affiliate with us? And we were like, what does that mean? And he said, well, we would mentor you. We would share any document you want. And we were like, sure. So we are linked to Dent Bible Church, which basically means we share their logo, we share their name, we go out there um, once a year, we Zoom with them once a month, and they have shared every document they have with us. So we, you know, we don't use them all, per se, we write most of our own lectures and our curriculum, but things like a consent form for the camping trip, or the pre-arrival checklist, or the whatever, we haven't had to reinvent because this church has graciously just poured it all into us. So we are very gracious to the people at Denton Bible Church to do that for us. So this is uh, our mission. GAP is a holistic nine-month um, church-based gap year discipleship initiative. That's what makes it different than a lot. That prepares young adults to build a life of true success by teaching the Bible, Christian worldview, leadership, and life skills. Um, just a couple statistics. You guys probably all know these, but just to kind of remind you that these are teenagers um, and the Bible-engaged ones were ones that were reading their Bible multiple times a week. Bible-open ones read their Bible occasionally. So what you can see is that if you read your Bible multiple times a week, you, you believe that the Bible teaches you how to live a meaningful life, how to have purpose, and how to live wisely. But if you just have your Bible open, you're pretty much the same as people who, you know, are totally unengaged. Um, so it takes reading the Bible, which makes sense, uh, you know, regularly. Same, but this is kind of a scary statistic. Christian teens, when they asked about Jesus, 
only 61% of them believe that he was crucified, 50% that he was raised from the dead, and 32% that he's active today. These are Barna uh, statistics, so pretty frightening that this is where our teenagers are, and this is a very recent study, 2021. Um, this is another verse that we really use in the gap. The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have success. Um, and this is my last little statistic before we talk about some more details, but basically this is just showing that parents are concerned about the faith of their child. Practicing Christian parents, 58% of them are very concerned about whether their child will stay true to their faith. So we all know that that's what our hearts are for the children. So our gap year program, our three core values are hunger, humility, and honor. And so when we interview people, that's what we tell them. We tell them we are looking for kids, and we talk about this every week with them. We are looking for kids with hunger, humility, and honor. We don't care what your GPA was. We don't care what your past sins were. You need to be a Christian, and you need to have hunger, humility, and we talk about these core values, and when we see things that are lacking in these three areas, we, we discuss them. So this is what our gap year generally looks like. Our gap year uh, has about 20 hours of active um, programming uh, during the week, and then therefore you have about 20 hours a week that you can work. And we have a partnership with a coffee shop in town and Chick-fil-A, who's agreed to hire our students, or you can take uh, part-time uh, classes at the community college, so depending on what the student's goals are, as long as they can still fulfill all the program responsibilities. So if you see uh, the blue is our classes. So we have three classes a week, life, Bible, and worldview. And life, like so far we've done um, the theology of salvation, we've done um, the inerrancy of scripture, uh, we've done how to study your Bible, we've done humility, prayer, you know, just different Christian life and um, some theology stuff. Bible, um, we spent the first two months doing the meta-narrative scripture, and then after that we will inductively study five books of the Bible. In worldview, we're doing everything from just all, what are all the, what is the Christian worldview, what are the opposing worldviews, and then topics like sexuality, justice, evil and suffering, kind of all kind of the, the hard questions of the faith. So they have three classes a week. Classes do have homework. Um, homework uh, has to be turned in, and they get strikes if it's not. It's They get feedback from it. Um, then they have two afternoons a week of life skills, and those are the things that I was talking to you about. We have them kind of in sections. So we have a, a month of creation care. We have a month of automotive. We have a month of cooking and baking. We have a month of home maintenance and, and things like that. So. What's really cool is, is that we have people from our church, we're part of a large church, that are skilled and passionate about their life skill, that teach the life skill and pour into these kids, and they love it. They love the time. Uh, I just uh, saw a message to my husband from the guy that taught him skeet shooting the other day, just how much he loved the time that he got with the kids. Uh, so it's really cool to see the people in our church uh, pouring into them. They have fitness um, during the week, so we have uh, a fitness instructor leads them in fitness. Every week we have a career breakfast, so we bring in somebody who talks about their career, uh, talks about you know how you get into the career, the joys, the challenges, and how you can serve God in their career. 
you know, we're hoping to expose them, maybe give them ideas, but also just to show them that you can glorify God, serve God in any career you're in. So this is kind of our typical week. They also serve in the church, so they do different things within the church. They live in a host family. They have a mentor family that mentors them, so they're getting kind of multiple touches as far as discipleship is concerned. Does anybody have any questions about
has gotten me out of my bubble of selfishness and taught me how to learn with and learn from people around me in a humble way. I also thought Gap is teaching me a more in-depth way of reading and learning the Bible. I have learned a clearer way of God's love for me and how his plan from beginning to end of grace and mercy. And Alexis, Alexis hardly ever talked. When we interviewed her, we said, what would, this, what would challenge you in this program? She said, absolutely everything. She had never left home hardly. Um, and to live with a host family and to do this and be the only girl was, so every step has been challenging for her and she's like thrived in it. I'm so proud of what she's done. I've already experienced things out of my comfort zone, but it's been good for me. I'm learning more about the Bible and meeting lots of people. So those are our kids this year. Um, I'm going to leave it open for questions for a few minutes and then I, we're going to end in the way that we uh, end devotions. We started with the way we start class. We do devotions twice a week. We do them out of Proverbs um, and then we, we do a prayer thing. Any questions for me? Oh, the cost for our program is $3,500 for the year. And it includes a two, this week is going to be, this year's going to be two weeks. Uh, we had to shorten it for some things that may be longer in the future, but uh, missions trip to Mexico. So the 3,500 includes the trip, the housing, all the program. How did these kids find you or vice versa? So that is my biggest challenge because uh, it is really hard to get the word out about this. It is hard. You call Christian schools, they don't know who you are, they don't know what your program is. I mean, it would be great for me to meet with guidance counselors, set up a table at the lunchroom at Christian schools. It, it is hard. I'm having a real struggle getting the word out. So the, how our people find out about it is the vibe I have, word of mouth. Um, yeah, if you guys know people in your school districts that you can pass along, I'd love the opportunity to talk to high school principals, guidance counselors. Uh, we're willing to travel and talk to people. Um, that is our biggest challenge, is getting the word out. That's, you know, these, some of these other GAP programs, when they have the backing of Canica or Honey Rock or Wheaton, it's easy, right? But when you're part of a church in the middle of central Illinois, that's our challenge. So we're located um, in Champaign or Manhattan, Illinois, so we're the University of Illinois. And the College Yeah, Parkland College is where, um, so we have one student that's taking three, taking three classes this year. The other opportunity that they have if they want to is a couple of our students are entering the church. They are considering ministry, and so their, instead of their part-time job is being a church intern. Um, so we have one that works at Chick-fil-A, one that works at the coffee shop, one that's taking college classes, and two that are entering the church. And so that's what they're doing on their class times. Any other questions? Would this also be helpful to a different track to the college? Is there yeah, so, yeah. yeah, so, yeah, so we try to bring in, in fact, half of probably our career breakfast speakers so far have been non-college careers, maybe more than half of them. Um, and we try to really get to know our kids when we bring them in. So if we had five people that said, I want to go to college, we would 
pick our career, and we ask them, what kind of things are you interested in? And we hand pick, you know, who are we bringing in for our career breakfast? What are they doing for their vocational, because they have vocational assignments. So like what, my girl Alexis, I said, well, she's interested in maybe being a, um, doing hair, a vet tech, like three or four things. So her job is, okay, you have to find somebody, and I'll give you their names, that are doing these things, and you have to meet with them. You have to research it, you have to figure out what it, you know. And so yeah, it could be trade, it could be, absolutely, it doesn't have to be college at all. And we can have a mix of them because we can, because we're small enough, we can do that. And because we have, we, not only are we part of the church, but we've been part of the town I live in my whole life. My dad's been the town doctor for 45 years. So we have enough connections that if somebody thinks they want to be a fireman, I can call the fire chief and say, hey, we have somebody that might want to be, can they spend some time with you? So thankfully, we have the ability to really kind of tailor it to whatever our students need. And are your facilities centralized? It looks like you said you have close families, and then you make Yeah, so what we, um, so I run a, a Christian, a nonprofit Christian coffee shop community center place in a small town right next to Champaign-Urbana called Muhammad. Half our classes are there, it's called the Open Room. Half our classes are at the Open Room. Half our classes are at the, ch our church doesn't own a church. They have a church office building. So half of our classes are at the church office, half of them are at the open room. One requirement of the program is that every student has to have a working view. Because they do have, like for life skills, like they'll get a text from the life skills coordinator that says today, remember, I mean they have a Google calendar that they see all this, but remember, your life skill today is at so-and-so, meet them there at this time. So they do have to be able to Champaign, Urbana, and Muhammad are about 15, 20 minutes apart, but they have to be able to navigate different places within that. And host families are, yeah, within those, within Muhammad and Champaign, Urbana area. Any other questions? Alright, so we're going to do our last activity. I'll just give you a couple of these to pass around. So the way we always close devotions is we read a prayer uh, from the diary of private prayer. And what we do is we read it, and the way we read it is we just uh, kind of go around the room and you read a, a paragraph. Um, and then what we ask at the end is pick out one phrase or sentence or whatever that you want to be your heart prayer for today. So we'll just do that together. So we'll just have somebody start and read the first paragraph and then somebody pick up and read a little bit and we'll just read it. And then if everybody can